Good morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's Gospel is my favorite passage in all of the Bible. In fact, a verse from this passage is the motto that I've taken on my priestly coat of arms, and it's on my letterhead. Uh, People try hard to make religion, Christianity, into something that's just about rules. But it's not about rules, right? It's not about making you feel bad about yourself. The core of the Christian life is fundamentally all about love. Now, every single one of us wants to be loved. And I don't mean in a romantic sense. Yes, that can be part of it. But that isn't the fullness of it. Right? At the core, all of us have a desire for love. We want to love. We want to be loved. We want to matter to people. And by extension, when we have that desire to feel loved and it isn't fulfilled, it's one of the most painful experiences in life. St. Francis of Sales, whose feast we celebrate today, asked, when did, God, when did God's love for you begin? He asked. When he began to be God, he says. And so he asked, well, when did he begin to be God? Never. For he has always been without beginning and without end. And so he has always loved you from all eternity. Maybe some of you saw my um, story on Instagram yesterday. I shared a video that was sent to me by a friend who was a college student in Kansas. And it was an excerpt from a talk given by a priest at what's called the Seek Conference. It's a conference for Catholic college students, and it was just held in St. Louis this year. I want to share the excerpt that that priest said, so I typed it out for you. He said, In the last decade, we've seen a societal explosion in loneliness, anxiety, deep sadness, and a general inability to cope with life, especially among young people. And people ask me about this, and I say, well, we have to consider the effects of social media on the brain. We live in a polarized and a divided culture, and young people feel the effects of that. They need better access to mental health services, but every now and then I want to give a different answer, he says. Every now and then I want to say, hey, listen, has it ever occurred to you that maybe our young people are onto something? Have you ever thought that maybe that might not be, they might not be dead wrong about how they're feeling? Maybe feeling sad and anxious and burdened and barren is an appropriate and adequate response to growing up in a world without God. Maybe it's a good response, an appropriate response to growing up, to coming of age, to entering into life in a brave new world in which everything is permitted and nothing is forgiven. I think the priest is right on point. Now, of course, young people today are anxious and overwhelmed, of course. So many young people spend every moment of the day on a chase. And what are they chasing? Well, really, at the end, they're chasing love, or at least what they're interpreting as love. Young people are chasing after the things, the attitudes, the looks that the culture say will get them friends and attention and affection. And I don't think, on a large scale, it's a pride thing. 
I don't believe the majority of young people are desperately trying to get the admiration of other people because they want to feel like they're the best. Right? I don't think that's it. I just think young people want to be noticed and cared for and appreciated. They don't want to feel like they're the only one who isn't part of the group. Right? No one wants that. And that's only exacerbated by living in a society where almost anything we do is permitted now. Young people today are being told that in order to stay included, to keep their friends, to feel accepted, to feel loved, they have to keep pushing the line on what they're comfortable with. They have to set aside the standard of what they consider right and wrong and just push it a little bit. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. But this experience just leaves them more and more unfulfilled because it's a chase. The culture today is so fast-moving that it's almost impossible to keep up. And I don't just mean in things like clothes and technology. It's things like the words we use in conversation. What you find fun to do. And if you can't keep up, that's it. Right? You're out. No one wants to help you because to help you puts them at risk of being left behind themselves. So not only do we live in a society that's forcing you to push the line of morality and forcing you to chase after an unreachable value, not only that, but we live in a society that actively discourages helping other people, that actively discourages caring for someone else over yourself. So while we're chasing after the feelings of affection that we want, the chase is encouraging us to not give that feeling to other people because it would take away from you. So it's a self-defeating circle which ultimately is the enemy's goal, right? That he wants us to be so totally exhausted from our attempts to feel loved that we won't even consider the things that actually would leave us fulfilled, which paradoxically is to just stop chasing and to start living. And Christ is telling his apostles in the gospel today that he loves them and that they were made to love and that if they can learn to be obedient to him and follow him, then not only will they learn to love and to be loved, but their joy will be complete. And that's really what we're all after, right? We're seeking this feeling of inclusion, of love, of acceptance, ultimately because we want complete joy. And that's exactly what Jesus is promising the apostles today. Total joy. Perfect. And he's literally telling them, I know the thing you desire at the deepest part of your heart, and here's how you get it. You just follow me and keep my commandments. That's it. St. Augustine writes, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Or think of that quote from C.S. Lewis I gave you two weeks ago. He said, The fact that our heart yearns for something earth can't supply is proof that heaven must be our home. It's just exhausting to keep running after something that's unattainable. And the truth is, the real and lasting joy that we all want, that's not obtainable on earth, period. It's not. Because everything on earth ends. Everything on earth has an expiration date. So you're not going to find the fullest joy in money, in romance, in parties, in your career. You honestly won't find it in your family. And obviously there are many places in life where you're going to experience real joy, real love, but that total experience of joy where it cannot possibly end, where you cannot be possibly happier, this isn't going to come from this world. Because the world doesn't have it. And you can't give what you don't have. For that experience of joy, for that sort of love, 
You can only go to the source, who is God, because God is love. So I'll ask you again, when did God's love for you begin? When he began to be God. But when did he begin to be God? Never. He has always been without beginning and without end, and so he has always loved you from all eternity. And this time I'll add, and when will God's love for you end? Never. There's nothing you could ever do to lose the love of God. Even if you were to separate yourself from God, God will never separate you from his love. So make the love of God your number one priority. And you will find that everything else just seems to fall in place. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.